This is most of Musa podcast number seven. Today in the studio, I have my friend, the future UFC champion of the world, <laughs> Moin yes, Slim Boy Ahmadi. Welcome Yo. to the podcast. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. And this is a uh, this is great. It's mm. cool. Speaking of UFC, have you seen the card that's oh, coming on today? Jesus, it's insane, bro. Me and my friend, we. Uh, I know fighters should eat well and stuff. I, I I don't do that. I'm always in shape. I train a lot. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I give myself pass to eat whatever I want. So today we thought we're going to buy a bunch of takeout food and just have like a takeout buffet at home. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. You're going to watch the fight live? 100%. Damn. This is like, it's like some things you cannot watch afterwards like most yeah. of the fights i just leave it and watch it the next mm -hmm. day but like these fights you have to watch it at the mm -hmm. same time if, if you don't see it live it's just yeah i usually stay awake for fights but then sometimes when you watch the highlights you just search in the google search and it tells you who won or who lost i don't it's already spoiled. right yeah, yeah. right it's not okay so three interesting fights three title belts Piotr Jan versus Eljamin sterling who are you with I I I really like Peter Jan. I, th I think he I think he's great. But I think Sterling could win the fight. Mm -hmm. I, I think he's great too. Like if if he gets the takedown, he's, it's done. He, his ground game is better than Peter Jan. Yes, yeah. bro. He's a, he's a he's a wizard down there. Mm -hmm. He's a wizard. Mm -hmm. So I I do believe he can win. Mm -hmm. And he got the long limbs and everything yeah. in that division. So I think I think he can win. I really do think. One thing I think about the most is that for the title fight, everybody's like, oh, is he this, is he that? I love, I love Izzy. Mm -hmm. I think I think he's great. And even my, my fighting style is a little like him, so I like him even more. But I like Blahovich, man. <laughs> that, dude, that dude got the Polish power. Ooh. So I, I, I have a feeling that he's going to win. Yeah, Izzy is also one of my favorite fighters, and you have that kind of tall, slim, uh, yeah. like physique, like yeah. Izzy as well. Yeah. And so you're you're kind of betting on Blahovic. I, re I really, I really want Izzy to win, mm -hmm. but Blahovic, since he came back from his like lose streak mm -hmm. and he starts winning, yeah. he's putting people to sleep. Like my friend told me the other day, like uh, we read on uh, like Twitter and stuff. Mm. People are just making fun of it. They're like, okay, he was losing. And then one day he just woke up. I was like, okay, I'm going to punch people harder now. But did you know what changed? Did you know about his band story? No. The, he, he has a lucky charm, like a band. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's made from like someone who hanged and it's like made from the noose of the person who committed suicide. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and he thinks that's why he that's wins. That's a weird... <laughs> that's a weird shit, man. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. I think mm -hmm. we just... I don't know what he did, but when he came back, he's dangerous, man. Mm -hmm. He's putting people to, like, did you see what he did to right? Ray? Oh, yeah. How he did you see his legs when he danced? He dude, got, yeah. dude, that was crazy. Ray's ribs was all crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Damn. Yeah. So I, I, I do, I have a feeling, I have a feeling mm -hmm. he's going to win. And in that fight, people were counting on Reyes because he gave a hard time to John Jones. Yeah, Ray Reyes is a mm -hmm. good fighter. Mm -hmm. He's great. Mm -hmm. He's great. He was he was trying to pressure uh, Blahovic the same way, but he just he just end him, man. Mm -hmm. he just end him. And I think the same thing's gonna happen to Izzy. Izzy's like used to fighting shorter fighters, and all the his 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 distance is so great. His yeah. this understanding of his distance is mm -hmm. so good that the short fighters can't get in. That's mm -hmm. how it finishes them. Mm -hmm. As soon as they open, it just marks them. Mm -hmm. But Vlahovic is as, as tall as him. Yeah. He has a very long mm -hmm. reach too. He has strong kicks. So I think it's going to be... 
It's gonna be interesting, dude. Yeah, when he was fighting Paula Costa, again, I was worried like Paula Costa is much bigger than him. He looks much bigger, and mm. I was kind of thinking, okay, Paula Costa is gonna win, but. Yeah, but is he, ha- he he's super smart when it comes to what the fighting good. IQ is yeah. like super good. But the, the the other thing was their mental wars. Hmm. I mean, Costa lost that. <laughs> yeah, Costa yeah, lost yeah. the mental war because if you watch Costa's fights before that, every fight he he goes in mm-hmm. five rounds. He just goes into people. He just mm-hmm. runs after them. He's like swinging, yeah. kicking, doing this, doing that. But against Easy, he was very flat-footed. Mm-hmm. He was flat-footed. That's why he was getting all those kicks. Yeah, yeah. The calf kicks were mm-hmm. landing. So, um, th- obviously, like, you, you don't do that in front of all the fighters. And then when in front of a fighter that you have to do it, yeah. you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're going to lose. Calf kicks. Yeah, <laughs> right? And they're destroying kicks, everyone these days. They're great, dude. They're <laughs> great. I've been, using, I've been using them for a while now. I haven't done them in my fights, but I've been doing it in, like, sparring and stuff. They, mm-hmm. they work. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, people people just think uh, people l- w- l- uh, watched uh, what's his name uh, Anderson Silva mm-hmm. get his sh- like shin yeah, snapped in half, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they got scared. No, nobody started doing it. But if you go low enough with them, yeah, there's like it's risky, but the reward is really good as well. I mean, it's time. not really risky if you go low enough. If mm-hmm. you go in the middle, that's risky, mm-hmm. yeah. Because if they block it with the knee, then you're probably gonna snap your shin. Mm-hmm. But if you go low enough, even if they block it, that's still going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Exactly what happened to Mike Gregor. So in your last fight, you went down a division, right? Yes, sir. Um, uh, I don't understand how the, the kilogram pound works, but mm-hmm. in the you were fighting at 155 before and you moved to 45? I was fighting, uh, I don't really know the pounds, Yeah. but I was fighting in welterweight before. Okay. And uh, for welterweight, I basically didn't cut any weight mm-hmm. because I was just like that. But when you come to pro, people cut weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I felt, I, I, I was still feeling strong, but I didn't feel strong enough to be confident when I go in there. Mm-hmm. So I felt like if I want to fight in uh, welterweight, I have to big, big some, like, put some muscle on me and get a little bigger. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to do that because I'm so used to fighting with my lanky, yeah, yeah. slim body. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try just dropping down a weight class. I dropped down to lightweight, mm-hmm. to 70 kilos, and I walk around on like, what, 80, 82. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I have this like 10-day program where I drop my water weight. So I just dropped like 10, 12 kilos mm-hmm. before my fight. And uh, No disrespect or no offense, but when I saw like in your vein, you look kind of really drained. And I was like, oh shit. Bro, I looked at myself. I came out of sauna because like uh, I had two kilos left in the morning uh-huh. of weighing. Oh shit. I came out of, uh, uh, so we went to s- sit in the sauna to get rid of those weights that I have left before the weigh-in. Uh, it was like 6 a.m. or something. Mm-hmm. And I look at myself in the mirror. I was like, "Damn, I look like I look like Red Skull from like Marvel." <laughs> yeah, movies. yeah. I, I looked scary, dude. And I feel like that kind of helped me though, because mm-hmm. I looked so scary when when I when I went to face <laughs> off my opponent. I looked at him. I could see he was like, <laughs> his eyes were shaking for him. And uh, but the thing was, I weighed in at seventy point three, mm-hmm. which is legal to do that. You have the like 300 gram uh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. tolerance policy. And uh, at the day of fight in the cage, I was 81 kilos. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Dude, that, that, that's how much I drank and ate. Yeah, yeah. And I was feeling good, man. I did not get tired during mm-hmm, that fight. Mm-hmm. 
second round i went in i felt like i'm still like starting the warm-up mm-hmm. i was so I, I, it was crazy dude and that guy that i fought he he won the champ swedish championship twice okay he's never been finished in his mma mm-hmm. career he's never been choked out and that was big dude and this guy is known for his grappling and mm-hmm. i choked him out mm-hmm. and yeah Choking out, I think, is more powerful than knocking out. Knocking out just happens in a second, you're done. But choking out is like you're taking their life out of them. I, I, I always I always say that, too. I, I, I do actually believe this. Because, like, when you choke someone out, they tap out. Yeah. They can't really say, ah, oh, it was lucky. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I made you tap out, yeah, sir. Yeah, exactly. But if you knock out, they always say, like, ah, it was a lucky shot. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like you dominate the whole fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it felt good, dude. Mm-hmm. It felt good. Do you consider yourself a grappler or a striker, or is it both? I started with grappling at Nexus. I won the Swedish championship twice. Third time I came second because I was focused on MMA. Then I started doing MMA. Uh, first fight, I was going to do amateur. This guy was huge. Mm-hmm. I, th- I don't know how, how he was so big. <laughs> but he's fighting me, and he was a boxer, so he beat me oh bad bro mm-hmm. he beat me up then i was like i can't box this too i have to take him down i take him down i win by my grappling then i was like okay this ain't gonna work yeah, i can't yeah, just yeah. rely on my grappling so i started doing stand-up yeah right now i'm, I'm pretty good at stand-up i'm really good with he- keeping my range i have some nasty kicks mm-hmm. people hate me for them yeah, yeah. but if people take me down i'm really comfortable on my back too mm-hmm. i choke people out yeah yeah exactly. i have no problem with it <clears throat> so i feel like i'm all around how long ago did you come to Sweden? Nah, nine years ago. Were you interested in MMA before that in Iran? Not really. Mm-hmm. Not really. I, I, I used to watch uh, WWE, oh, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Cena and them. Uh, I wasn't really. Sometimes I used to like turn on the TV and the UFC is happening or one championship. I would just watch it. It's like, oh, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I was a football boy. I used to play football. Mm-hmm. When I came to Sweden, I started playing football as well. Uh, for um, some different clubs and then uh, and then I got just I got introduced to MMA how so uh it's to a, a friend or just yeah, it's a, it's a terrible story <laughs> but uh I got in a fight I, I I I let me let me tell you this though I do not like fighting outside mm-hmm. like I hate it but these um Mr. X and uh, his friends. Yeah. I was I was uh, at TC waiting for a friend, and um, these couple of guys showed up and they were trying to like play me around. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, "Yeah, we don't like you. Like, go up and get out of here." I was like, uh, "No, <laughs> I'm I'm standing. It's not your place. Like yeah, yeah, I'm standing yeah. here waiting for someone. So you guys can go if you don't like me." Mm-hmm. They were like, "No, nah, you gotta go. This is our spot." I was like, "Were they drunk?" No, no, oh, okay. that, that's the thing. They okay. just they just wanted to like establish dominance yeah. or whatever. Okay. But uh, one thing I've learned since I was a kid: don't give bullies what they want. And even uh, even even though I knew they were gonna beat me up, mm-hmm. I still I was like, nah, dude, mm-hmm. I'm standing here till my friend shows up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, I wasn't disrespectful or anything. But and one of them just started swinging at me, mm-hmm. and uh, he swung on me. And hey, I'm like, I'm Persian, you know. And I move around a lot. <laughs> I, I've been living in the yeah, ghetto. I know the immigrant mentality. <laughs> I know how this shit works. So he starts swinging. I mean, I swing back. And um, I know, I know, I'm not gonna get in trouble because it's self-defense. And they're like four yeah, people yeah, yeah. against me. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, he swing at me, I swing back, his friends come, I'm just swinging at everyone. And one of them just grabs me from the back, throws me down, and they start beating me up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, some guards show up, they take some of them off, they hold him on the side, la la la, that becomes the biggest thing at the moment. Mm. <clears throat> then one of the guards starts talking to me, I was like, hey, not to, not to be like extra or anything but i saw you just swinging at them they were four to one and you were still fighting you guys you got some in you just come to our club and train i was like sure whatever i go to the club and uh i do one session then i just got like Fell i got off. stuck man because mm -hmm. i remember the woman who used to work there called sylvia really good friend of mine now she said, yeah, you have one week free. You can just train, and after that, we, we can speak. Mm -hmm. But after the first session I went up to, I was like, yeah, how much to sign up? <laughs> she was like, you don't want your week? I was like, no, nah, I want to sign up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's how it started. No, I remember in high school, you were really passionate about it back then as well, and you had mm -hmm. the MMA club in high school as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Getting, indoctrinating other people yeah, into, into yeah. this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I love fighting. In the cage, like I'm really passionate about. Like I said, I, I'm I, you. You know me. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a very angry person. No, I'm always not a violent person. I'm not violent at all. Mm -hmm. I'm not angry. I'm not violent. I. Mm -hmm. I love just chilling, mm -hmm. but I love fighting in the cage. Mm -hmm. When I go in there, it's a different beast. Yeah, yeah. And when I'm out here, I love teaching people what I know. Mm -hmm. It's just. That, that's that, that's the whole reason I started what I do right mm -hmm. now. I'm fighting, and on the side, I'm teaching people how to do it because. I want the people who want to fight in the future get in the right lane, and I want the people who are getting bullied or whatever to be able to just stand up for themselves mm -hmm. a little at least. Mm -hmm. And um, I, th I want everyone to be the same I was. Yeah. People have the perception that fighters are violent people outside as well, but the thing is, fighters especially are less likely because they know how the body works, they know how another person can fuck them up as well. So they'll yeah. be less likely yeah. to do a confrontation. Yeah, and the thing is, the thing is, back in the days, back in the days, there used to be a lot of people with mental mental issues, mm -hmm. a lot of people who done steroids twenty four seven in the fighting era. If you were to go in the cage and fight, yeah, you yeah. were either a criminal, or you were um, coked up, yeah, or yeah, anything yeah. like mm -hmm. all types of shit. But nowadays, you have people. Um, I don't remember this guy's name, but there is. We have this fighter in the UFC who's an uh, entrepreneur, is an engineer, and he's just fighting because he likes it. Oh wow! Yeah, that's, that's crazy. You have Israel Adesanya, who's a geeky boy, yeah, who loves Naruto and mm -hmm. like Pokemon and shit, yeah, yeah. and he likes and uh, he fights like the way he does. All all types of different stuff. Like you have people from every single background. You don't. Mm -hmm. You don't. You don't need to be violent to be able to fight. Mm -hmm. Fighting is our DNA. Like, we have that. Yeah. If you, and it doesn't have to be just punching, fighting for anything. Yeah, like, anything. we always have the fighting mentality yeah, in like ourselves. Kind of like dominating other, whether it's like mentally by showing off or yeah. whatever it is physically. Yeah, yeah and, and times have changes. We're not crooks anymore. Of course, we're not gladiators anymore. Like, Back in the days, yeah, sure, I would come to your cave and like beat you up just to take your cave. But now it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. I have a big company, you have a big company, we're competing un yeah. until one of us wins. Like, mm -hmm. it's the same principle, but mm -hmm. different material. And um, so that, that's the thing about it. Like, most fighters I know, they're not, they're like really chill dudes. All the people in my crew, like, crew that we hang out, when people see us outside, they don't, they don't, 
even think for a second we're fighters because yeah. we're just always happy jumping mm-hmm. around clowning yeah. and when they see us like fight they're like yo what what happened mm-hmm. a lot of my friends when they saw my last fight uh, they got scared they like text them they're like yo mo what happened in there mm-hmm. i was like I, I was fighting it was like no nah, you looked scary in the beginning i was like mm-hmm. oh thank you i guess when you're fighting someone do you look at your opponent as just another guy you have to go through or do you kind of build an animosity towards them hey i hate this guy i need to beat him up nah dude it's it's not i don't i don't, I don't hate nobody you mm-hmm. know what i mean is hate hate is a big word especially for someone who has the same goal as i have mm-hmm. you know what i mean what is your goal? my goal my goal is to like when i'm fighting someone we say if we're having fight with me and you we're going to fight my goal is to win that's that's yeah, my that's goal it. i don't i don't i don't i don't look i don't see the future i mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. the goal right now mm-hmm. so when you divide your goals my goal is to sure become the world champion but in order to do that i have to have very small goals along the way mm-hmm. and my goal right now in that cage is to beat this guy up i'm going to beat his ass mm-hmm. otherwise my the other goal is going to be yeah. take longer to come and that's how i think i just when i go in there it's just, it's not like I don't hate them mm-hmm. but he's not going to beat me that's that's that's, that's for sure I'm yeah, I'm yeah. going in to kill So every opponent That sounds wrong but <laughs> <laughs> no 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 but every opponent is like a step of the ladder and then if you start focusing on one step you're never going to go on the next step so you 100%. just look at them 100%. one at a time 100% Yeah So starting with the you got beat up <laughs> and you start doing MMA when did you when and how did you decide to fight another person in the cage in the cage yeah amateur or professionally one week or maybe two weeks i don't know after training at the gym that i started at um they said yo there is a grappling competition mm-hmm. i was like i want to do it they were like no you're you're beginner i was like mm-hmm. yeah they have beginner class right yeah, yeah. they were like yeah but you're too beginner mm-hmm. i was like i want to do it anyway So I did it five matches, five wins and and all by submission like mm-hmm. in the first one and a half minutes and then they were like, "Oh, okay, you got something going on then." Then that year I won the Swedish championship for grappling. Next year the same for um the middle group and then I came second in the advanced group. And um after that then I was like, "Okay, what can I do?" I wanted to compete in um, like a world like a Europe European mm-hmm. championship. Mm-hmm. I went to Germany and compete in in, uh, in an organization called North American Grappling Association, NAGA. Okay. And uh some way appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> NAGA. <laughs> It's N A G A, guys. Come on. <laughs> and um yeah, so I had and I was going to fight in 77 kilos as well. But dude these guys who I was going to fight they were big <laughs> they were big dude my trainer was like mo like we should f- fuck this let's go home i was like no nah, i'll just fight if they grab me i just tap out no problem mm-hmm. like if they breaking something it's just grappling it's okay i go in i fight this like huge dude mm-hmm. and i choke him out and everyone's like what this skinny guy is like <laughs> yeah. doing this Second fight, I go in, I choke the guy out. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> and the third guy comes in, and if I win this guy, I go to the finals. Okay. And um, 
this guy, I'm winning, I'm having position. I grab him on a double leg, mm -hmm. take him down, but they count it as a slam. So I got disqualified. Mm. Uh, so okay. I got mad as shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So after that moment, back came back to Stockholm. I was like, "But these grappling tournaments are they in a gi or?" Nah, no gi. N like nothing. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's called no gi. So mm -hmm. with gi or no. With gi. like a rash guard or yeah, something. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. So when I came back, I just I don't know. I just decided I wanted to do MMA. Mm -hmm. I guess I guess like I really fell in love with fighting and everything. But then I saw all these people making like cash, mm -hmm. making a lot of money. Then mm -hmm. I was like. I can't make a living out of this because uh, until that point, I wanted to like. Uh, I've never been as like a guy who likes to go and study, especially like I know it's wrong to say on a podcast because people hear it. But like I feel like everyone's made for something, mm -hmm. and I really feel like I was made to do this because mm -hmm. I've never had any interest in school. I even tried. I tried to do good in school, but I couldn't do it because mm -hmm. I it just it didn't work with my brain. Yeah. But now, guess what? Now I like reading books mm -hmm. because I read books about something I enjoy. You know what I mean? And I know that I know I'm made for this because I'm reading books now. I've read like three books so far, like thick books. And that, that didn't happen before because yeah. I couldn't just be like, go home and be like, oh, read this book about, mm -hmm. I don't know, history. No, I'm sorry, dude. Fuck that. You would rather read uh, on your own <clears throat> terms instead of someone forcing you. Yeah, and something mm -hmm. that I enjoy. And mm -hmm. once I picked the book up and started reading about like training and uh, all these amazing people who've done amazing things, then I realized this this is this is what I'm made for. Like mm -hmm. I don't I don't, I don't want to do anything. Else. I don't want to become a doctor. Mm -hmm. I don't want to become an engineer. Like that's it. <laughs> I just want to do. Isn't this. that a really weird thing when like you find your passion and it's such a happy moment? And then it kind of makes me believe in faith, like in destiny, in some book, it was written, Musa will become a photographer, Mo will become an MMA fighter. And when those things just click, you're like, I can never do something else like with this passion. Feels weird, like what's in our brain right. and upbringing just like right. goes in that direction and you feel, yeah, this is the right thing. Right, like, cause like I've always believed in like, everyone's like destiny is there for them but i've never believed in it to 100 percent. but mm -hmm. things like moments like this makes mm -hmm. you think like this is actually real because mm -hmm. I, I remember i i never say no to my mom when my mom says okay don't do that i say yes mm -hmm. all right mom i'm sorry my mom yeah, she's yeah. my mom yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean but i remember she telling me if you keep fighting in mma I'm not your mom anymore. Oh, shit. And she, she put that down, bro. Mm -hmm. And she put that down heavy. I didn't speak to my mom for a month. Mm -hmm. And that was crazy for me. My mom lives in Iran. Okay. I, I talk to her. I speak to her on the phone every day. Mm -hmm. And not speaking to her for a month, that shit was hurtful for me. Yeah. And uh, I stood by my thing. I was like, mom, if you feel that way, well, I'm sorry. I re I, I'm really sorry. But I have to do this for me. Because mm -hmm. if I don't do this... I'm going to be mad at you and I'm going to be mad at myself in the future that I haven't done it. And we didn't speak for a month. She saw me fight twice, come to the national team, and then she called me back. Was like, okay, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and now she's really supportive. She's uh, she's supporting me along the way. I mean, parents look out for the best of uh, for their children. Like she probably saw, it. she 
like oh fighting my boy is gonna get hurt and mm-hmm. she probably doesn't know what's the career path in the future or whatever 100%. yeah it's a risky so now she's okay she watches your fight no she doesn't watch my <laughs> fight she just yeah. hears my fights mm-hmm. she hears from me that mm-hmm. I'm okay mm-hmm. and she still gets mad at me sometimes when I get like a cut on my face yeah, or yeah, yeah. Uh, she gets really sad and mad but I understand that I'm like I'm her kid when she gets like hurt I, I feel really shitty at home and I like it's the same same mm-hmm. way same way back even more mm-hmm. for uh, parents but uh, one thing that some guy told me before I don't remember who it was uh, but this guy I feel uh, the, the wisest guy I ever met in my eyes this guy said everybody lives their own future you know even your mom even if your mom says do this your mom's not gonna be there for your future yeah, while yeah. you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So are you gonna be happy then? We say, hopefully not, but we say in the future, I mean, everybody dies. They say, if your parents die in the future, mm-hmm. are you gonna be happy with the life that you have as a doctor, as an engineer, mm-hmm. even if they push you to do it? Yeah, yeah. And if you, if you make it, mm-hmm. become the best doctor in the world, are you gonna be happy? Then I was like, fuck, nah. I'm not gonna be happy building, mm-hmm. putting bricks on top of each other and yeah. build buildings. Sure, I make money, yeah. but like, Money is part of happiness, but it's not all the happiness. Like then, imagine uh, you're going into surgery and then the doctor is someone like their parents force and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, fucking imagine. <laughs> you know how shitty that would be yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. Like if, if I'm not putting my soul into doing that, mm-hmm. I'm putting someone's life at risk. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm an engineer <laughs> or if I'm a doctor. Someone's life is going to be at risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either sitting, we say, if this podcast was built by me. Oh! <laughs> Oh, no man it would have been bad <laughs> you feel you hear everyone from the next room so before you joined grappling here yes what aspirations or, or goals did you have none mm-hmm. if I'm being honest I had no goals because like I said I did not like studying so I I was just thinking okay I'm just gonna go to school go home I had I had like two part-time jobs when we used to go to school, I was like tired 90% of the time because I used to work night as well. Like, I had no goals. I really do remember it. I had no goals. So I always wanted to start something, start a company. Mm-hmm. At some point, I, I wanted to become a, like, start being an <laughs> Instagrammer or some oh, okay. shit. I think you mentioned something about going into real estate or something back in high school. Yeah, sure, any, yeah. I, 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 was, I was trying to find the easiest way to make money. And uh, that's all all I wanted to do. Easiest way. And real estate, no offense to anyone, but like it's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know if you're good at speaking to people, if mm-hmm. if you're a likable person, it's easy to yeah. sell houses. It's something that people need. You're just showing it to them. Yeah, yeah. And you're just blowing smoke up their ass to buy the house. It's yeah, not yeah. everybody can do that. No offense again. Yeah, <laughs> A lot yeah. of people are gonna attack me. <laughs> but so I was just trying to find the easiest way to make something happen. And uh, and then this happened. And I got happy. And dude, like, you know, I started my own company, like, what, a month ago? For teaching people MMA, PT, basically. Personal training. And I have never been happier in my entire life. I swear to God. Like, not... Like, I've been happy when I've been in training MMA and being in the cage, but work-wise, mm-hmm. I've always been, like, in terrible mood 24-7 because I've been working with stuff I hate. I worked in retail for four or five years. I hate retail. I like speaking to people, but I hate yeah, yeah. retail. Yeah. 
I hate retail, but now now I'm teaching people how to get strong, how to get sharpened up, how to get a better lifestyle, and I'm doing my passion on the side. Dude, this 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 is crazy. Mm. I'm I'm so happy now. So in high school, we didn't really hung hung out with mm. the same cliques of people or the mm. friends. Mm. So I had this perception of you that you're like, you go out, uh, you like partying and stuff like that, but. The life of a fighter is very disciplined. You have to eat the right things. You have to sleep the right amount, train. Everything is planned and disciplined. Mm -hmm. Was it hard for you to uh, get that discipline, or was it were you already a person who was disciplined? I was not disciplined at all. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I used to party a lot, yes. I used to party a lot, but I used to work as a promoter and like public relation for some clubs as well. Mm. So that was one of the reasons that I used to go out a lot. And I, I feel like it was a very toxic um, time of my life because mm -hmm. it, uh, it brought me to partying a lot and just partying a lot, to sometimes drinking. I didn't drink a lot, really. Mm -hmm. But and that got me to smoking cigarettes and smoking cigarettes. I, I was doing MMA at the same time. But mm -hmm. when you do it on an amateur level, there are it's not really hard to manage yeah, still around it. As soon as you have a fight, yeah. you cut everything off, you train, mm -hmm. you go mm -hmm. fight. It wasn't really hard for me because I, I was I was smoking a lot of cigarettes when I was fighting, and um, but after 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 that I, I just I just someday I just decided I don't want I don't want to smoke no more, mm. so I stopped smoking I don't I didn't want to drink so I stopped drinking yeah that's I just started getting more structured in in life in everything I eat or whatever mm. but Cre creating order from the chaos yeah exactly mm. exact sort of. And then it just got better and better. But when I became professional, my first professional fight, I got mauled, man. I got destroyed. I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, and I fought against a guy who I knew I could beat. I knew I could beat that guy. But he mauled me because I was not ready and I didn't train enough. I trained like I was going to fight in amateur. And I got it handed to me good, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That guy, that guy <laughs> beat me up good. Did you drink wine for sleeping? <laughs> I had a cigarette yeah. after my weigh-ins. Okay. Because I was just nervous. And that's... I, I, and right now, I can't even think how stupid I was <laughs> doing stuff <laughs> like that. But after that fight, my eyes, my eyes were open. Now, every time I have a fight, man, I'm training. My food and everything, I eat and anything I want. I don't, I don't limit myself. But when I have a fight, a month and a half, two months before my fight, my mm -hmm. diet is strict. Mm -hmm. I don't eat candy. I don't eat snacks. I eat only good meat, vegetables, a little bit of carbs, a lot of water. I train like, what, six, seven hours a day like every every other pro fighter. And that's mm -hmm. that's how you become pro. Yeah, yeah. And now, now I can say I'm pretty structured with my fighting. In anything, fighting especially, you ha I guess you have to take those losses, whether it's an actual fight or whether it's in sparring or whatever. If you don't fail, you're not going to learn those lessons. I guess when once you lost that fight, it propelled you even further. Like yeah. It drove you even further in your motivation and conviction that you need to come back stronger. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 100%. And uh, Bruce Lee said it best. You either learn, no, you either win or you learn. Mm -hmm. Losing is just a state of mind. It doesn't exist. And I, I, that, that is actually one of my life mottos now because, like, <coughs> I don't see losing as losing. Every time I've lost, I've come back, I've come back, like, stronger, man. Like, a lot of people 
that I spar with, they used to beat me up back in the days. And now they have a hard time sparring with me. And that really makes me happy. I feel, I f- I feel sharp. I feel strong. And I'm getting stronger every day, every goddamn day. Yeah. And um, the f- one, one thing that hurt me the most, though, the first fight when I lost, I had my dad in my corner. Oh. You know what I mean? And um, the first couple of seconds of the fight, it's going well. And then the guy took me down. When I came up, I came up like a freaking amateur. Mm-hmm. I dropped my hands. I just came up. Mm-hmm. And the guy kicked me right on my eyebrow here. Started gushing blood. And I got flash knocked. I did not know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Everything became slow motion for a second. And then I looked around. He's coming in. He, he took me down. And then I came back to myself. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I grabbed him, turned him around. I go on top of him. And then I froze. Mm-hmm. I have him under me. Most people start elbowing, yeah, punching, yeah. doing... I froze, man. I, I see the video every time, and it's fuck, freaking freaks me out. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't hit him. I was like this. I couldn't hit him. So he just came up, took mm-hmm. me down, started pounding mm-hmm. me till, till I uh, was passed Was it because out you were concussed? Or I don't it? know. Uh, my mm-hmm. body was full on. My, my, my head was back in the place. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't hit. I, I couldn't... I, I don't know what happened to me. But... I don't know. Maybe it was that I I I didn't unleash the beast in there. Okay. I, I wasn't prepared mm-hmm. for the fight. I was not prepared for the fight. But the second time I went in the cage, I was like, I was more prepared. And when I dropped the weight class, that's when the real Mo came out. Yeah, yeah. That's when I, I came out for real, <laughs> dude. And I feel like my performance was really dominant. He punched me once, and that was... Twice, mm-hmm. once standing up and it was nothing. I shook my head mm-hmm, towards him. Mm-hmm. I was like nothing, and once when we were down and that was also nothing. I started laughing. That's mm-hmm. where you have the laughing picture on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When I'm yeah. holding him and just laughing. Yeah. Oh, man. So when you take a loss like that, or in other instances in your life when you're feeling down, you face an obstacle. How do you come out of it? Do you follow some inspiration guy that you listen to? Do you read some books? Or what's the mentality that you go into to come out of that? Like when you're falling down on the ground, what drives you to get back up? I mean, this might sound stupid, but um, I have like so many things in my head right now. But like one thing I can definitely say helps me a lot. I used to watch this video of this ant. It was just an, just an ant coming going up a wall, and he had another ant or I don't know something, and he dropped it like twenty thousand times or whatever. Mm-hmm. The video is long, man, and the video is just this ant dropping something mm-hmm. and going back and get it. Is it a real ant or is it just like a? No, ant? it's a real ant. Okay. It's a real ant. It's, it's it's natural geographic kind of thing. Okay. And he just go gets back and gets it. It's like hundred times, and then t- till the end he makes it to the point that he wants to go. And this this is long time ago, man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how I remember this. Okay. But uh, that's how that's how I how, how I think. I, I don't th- like every time I fail at something, I'm like, do you really want to accept this? And do you do you want your life to be like this, or do you want to just make it better? Mm-hmm. Do you want to just make it better? And that's I I feel like that's that's all you need to have. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think. You need anything more. I don't think people need uh, others to push him. You mm. cannot be pushed unless you want to be pushed. Yeah. And it's just like, that's that's how I think, man. Mm. I just don't, I, I want my life to be better. 
I don't want it to stay the same. And every time I, there is an obstacle on the way, I'm like, okay, how can we do this? Or we're gonna either we stay here or we make this shit happen. And I always come up with something to do. And that works for me. So for some people, maybe it doesn't work. It works for me. Do so. you think it was because, is that the way you were brought up by your parents or just something you develop or known? I mean, Maybe you family live. definitely has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Family definitely has to, something to do with it. But like I said, everybody lives their own future. Like a, a lot of kids, I used to be bullied when I was little. The way you handle your situation is different. Mm-hmm. You either, like, I don't know, go ask someone to help you. or yeah. I, I don't know how you handle it, but mm-hmm. the, way you, the way I handle it was that I would, I would just not care about it. Okay. I would just not care about it. Like whatever, whatever terrible thing that happens to me in life, I try to see the positive in it and just keep going keep going I like mm-hmm. I injured my knee two weeks ago I still go train yeah most people a lot of people would just sit at home and be like oh my knee is injured yeah. the same day I went to work the same day I trained not with my knee of course because it yeah, was yeah, hurting yeah. but I did the rest of the body it's mm-hmm. just you just gotta see the half full of the cup I don't know how I don't have any advice of how people can do that yeah, everyone's yeah. different some people are just designed that way I, I like calling myself like cuss names cuss words when I when I train mm-hmm. I just I just call me oh come on you little fuck mm-hmm. come on you're nothing you're shit and that works for me yeah and some people when they do that they just they just sit down and cry you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. so they you just gotta find your own mm-hmm. way of dealing with stuff but like just don't give up giving up is yeah I do that as well call myself a bitch or like something like that and then I heard like people, I used to be one of those people and then like, I can't find motivation, I'm lazy or blah, blah, blah. Then the trick to get out of that is so simple mm-hmm. is not to think about it, just do the act. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter, like if you're training six days a week and you're doing the same thing over and over again, you're getting bored, you're getting lazy, you have no motivation, you still go through the motion, you still do it. And it's not a hard cord to break, it's so simple that just do it, man. Just talk. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it. Yeah. Go do it. And, and and like I said, that that works for like so many people, and some some other people are like, I tried. It didn't mm. work. I'm like, well, stop trying that yeah. and tr- don't yeah. try trying yeah. that. Just yeah. do doing that. Mm-hmm. I had this friend, and she always complained, hey, I can't find the motivation to go to the gym or work mm. out. She really wants to. She says, yeah, I go for two or three week, and then I don't see any results, and I come back. I'm like. Nobody's going to see yourself in two or three weeks. Two or three weeks. Yeah. All right. Well. You need the, what do you call it? Commitment to patience. gain results. Patience. And you need the results to have commitment. Yeah. And patience and discipline is the main thing. You just keep going through the motions. I was just thinking about a Results of, and comfort don't coexist. No, no. That's really true. A couple of days ago, I was thinking that every single thing... Like well, why now I was making this podcast and yeah. I'm thinking about how am I get gonna get audience and yeah. how am I gonna reach the goals and everything. I came to this conclusion that every single thing that you do in life, every single goal you want to reach, it only takes one time. Time, you just have to be patient. Just put in the work. 100%. Time is so. It's just one only thing it's not a big code it's not 40 steps to this it's not five steps you don't have to wake up five in the morning drink smoothies every day just put in the work keep doing it and time will actually solve everything 100% because this is a terrible example but I think it explains it well 
look at the look at the look at most of the Instagram influencers. Um, they didn't have like oh or, oh no no fuck that. Let's look at Kamzat Chimaev. Before he got to UFC, he had a couple of thousand followers, mm-hmm. and a couple of thousand followers is not really hard to get everywhere, right? And he came to the UFC. First fight in UFC, he didn't have a lot of followers. The second fight in the UFC, he came up to like twenty thousand. Third fight in the UFC, he has one point three million followers. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just, and what was that? That was like a month. Yeah. How much? How long has been tra- has he been training, and how long has he been having his Instagram for? Like probably like many re- yeah, years. Yeah. Right. And it's that one tiny thing, and you see a lot of influencers, and he had his fighting. Now, but you see a lot of influencers like taking pictures of themselves or videos or whatever, and they put a lot of things in the beginning, and they don't get any views, they don't get views, mm-hmm. and then they put one, and that one just pops out, mm-hmm. it explodes everywhere, and everyone's like, "Wow, look at this!" Mm-hmm. Everybody starts following it, and it's that one little thing. Mm-hmm. That's just one little step, and how how do they achieve that by not giving up, by keep doing yeah, what they do, and not caring for what the results are now, mm-hmm. but what the results will be in the future. Mm-hmm. If I was just gonna give up the first fight I had when I got beat up or whatever, what would a point have been? Like, mm-hmm. what kind of prep person am I? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But now, now I'm, I'm starting to get results. Now I can say that I'm happy. I feel good. Mm-hmm. Now I can tell people, hey, I did that and it's working. That's that's that that's how you should do, dude. Yeah, like there is no guarantee you will achieve success. There is no guarantee that you will uh, fail. But you have to take that out of your mind in a way that you're gonna fail. Like nobody knows what's gonna happen, and. But one thing is sure: if you don't do anything, you're definitely failing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's also like some people don't do shit and they still winning. But like that's one in one yeah. billion. Yeah. But that's just like ah, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm what I'm what I'm thinking is that I forgot. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so seriously, you should back. just you should just do mm. you should just do it, dude. Uh, do you know Goggins? David Goggins. David Goggins. Uh, it's the dude. His name is so black weird. guy, former U.S. Marine who runs ultra marathons. Yeah, now. yes, yes. David Goggins. Yeah. yeah. When I'm in the gym or working, I always have like his uh, his words like in my ears and kind of like pumps me up. And one of the things he says that everyone that follows him on Instagram, everything, his fans, like when they come up to him, they're like, they're shocked and they say, hey, Goggins, you're like, you're the only person in history to go through three hell weeks in one in one year. You're the, you run like 100 miles every week. You've done this and that. But what people don't know is how many years he failed. How many years like he was insecure and he was that bitch and he could never swim or anything. Yeah. People need to see the process behind that's that got you there in the first place. And that's what they don't see. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, it's all about the journey. It's mm. all about the journey. Like, if you live just for the future, you're going to miss your life now. And if you only live for now, you're going to miss your future. Mm. So you just got to enjoy the journey and just think about what you do yeah. in the journey. But, like, that's true. But And that that's why, that's why... F- now I'm saying the fighters because I'm in the business. Mm. I know how much we suffer. A lot of people are like, oh, why do these fighters get so much paid? I know why. The reason is you see 15 minutes of fun we're having. That's our fun. Going in the cage and fighting, getting bloody, 
that's the fun that's part. That's not fun. There's a risk part. You can have permanent damage. I no, mean. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah. That is the fun part. Mm. The hard part is the sparrings we have every day for three months. Mm. The hard part of one and a half hour, two hour sessions of conditioning that we do. Like those conditioning, some conditioning is I cry mm. sometimes mm. when I do conditioning. And I say that with confidence because I know anyone on this planet can come to those conditioning second uh, uh, training sessions and max out. And if they don't cry or at least don't pass out or whatever, <laughs> I'll, I'll give them what they want. You know what I mean? And I, that, that's why I say it. I cried in one mm -hmm. of the... Because I broke down. I broke down. I couldn't breathe. I was panicking. And that, that's, the, that's the scary part of our business. Going in the cage and fighting, ask any fighter you know. It's the fun part. People people don't see us train. They see highlights and shit from yeah, training, yeah, but yeah. they don't see when we're like at our worst. Yeah. And that that's why I feel like every fighter deserves what they make. I don't care. Back in the days I used to think that too. That's a lot of money for this guy or that guy. Mm -hmm. They fucking deserve that shit. Yeah, yeah. And this one also one thing I wanted to talk about that I got into the MMA world maybe less than a year ago and I'm so like so into it right yeah, now. That's yeah. why I invited you to the podcast. That's cool. But one thing I had this perception as well that these people, why they lose is because the other person knocked them out or they're better than them. But a big part of why someone loses is also because it's like all the training they went through, like something could have happened in their training. It's not just because the risk is not just in the cage. The risk is is before the cage when you're training or sparring. Like you have probably heard stories when a person gets knocked out in sparring and that goes with them in the cage and they mm -hmm. can't perform with the same confidence. It's, it's so no, it's not only that, it's just so much easier when you've had a concussion, when you get knocked out. It's so much easier to get knocked out again. Mm -hmm. Like if we say we say if you need ten punches to get knocked out on a on normal day and you already got knocked out at training and you go back in with it, you only need three punches to get knocked out. That's that that's the issue with it because your brain is already shaken yeah, up and yeah. it takes like if you get knocked out hard, it takes like six months for you to recover mm -hmm. uh, fully. Yeah. And uh, under that period, if you get hit hard, you're gonna go down. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna drop. And that could be one thing. The other thing is mental. Yeah. Mental. The mental training is everything for the fights. Because if you fail the mental part, you will lose the fight, even if you're the best fighter in the world. Yeah, this and, one thing. Yeah, no, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just saying that. I, I feel like that's what happened to McGregor against Dustin Poirier. Because Dustin Poirier was so strong mentally. They're both great fighters, but Dustin Poirier was strong this time mental. And uh, Conor McGregor came back <laughs> rusty. And his head was also a little, you know, mm -hmm. rusty as well. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't been fighting for mm -hmm. a while. So uh, a big factor in that fight was the confidence. Uh, yeah, speaking about the mental aspect, GSP said in an interview that before going to a fight, he was so anxious he couldn't even look at himself in the mirror. So how do you get anxious and how do you deal with it? Uh, I remember he, he, he also he was like anyone who says he, they like going in the cage and fighting they're fucking lying <laughs> he said that um, but you can ask this from my trainer you can ask this from my friends and everything I feel so good before fighting 
that my trainer sees me is like, Mo, you're not a human. Mm. This is weird. <laughs> I dance, I laugh, I jump around, mm. I have I have fun, and everybody like I I, I I feel so strong hearing my opponents from his locker room just screaming and just getting ready. Ah, <laughs> and I'm just there like, yeah, oh. this is gonna be fun. <laughs> and uh, and people get shocked when they see me like that. But one one good thing about that is when I go in the cage. And when I'm walk, when I'm doing my walkout, mm. my song comes up. When I'm running to the cage, going in the cage, that's when I switch from mm-hmm. this happy guy to this crazy looking dude, and that's what makes people a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Like when they see this switch, mm-hmm. when they see the switch, they're like, okay, something happened there. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to stop this, because I, I feel like I feel like. I have multiple personalities when it comes to that set, like to that scene. Cause like when I'm out there, I'm so happy, I'm like cool and just jolly. But when I go in there, I'm like, I scare myself when I look at myself. It's just, it's just weird how I switch. But I'm still having fun. That's the thing. In the cage, I'm thinking, oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. But outside, when I look at myself, I'm like, oh shit, that doesn't look fun. Yeah, <laughs> that looks scary. Mm-hmm. I understand. So, who's your, your favorite fighter right now? Ooh. Uh, I mean, Jesus, me. <laughs> um, Second favorite, then. <laughs> I John Jones, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't, I don't think anyone has done anything like John Jones have done. Uh, everyone says, "Ah, oh, Khabib's the best fighter. Mm-hmm. This guy's the best fighter." No, Mm-mm. John Jones been dominating people for <laughs> decades, mm-hmm. and he's been dominating them crazy. He doesn't just finish people. He mauls people. Yeah. Uh, he likes taking people five rounds and mm. just playing with them all the time. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it. That, and he's he's so he's he's so fucking good, dude. Like mm. he's you see his fighting style, his fighting IQ is above any fighter I know. Like the way he sets up stuff, mm. his spinning elbows, his front kicks, everything is so great. Mm. Everything is so great. How do you think he'll fare up in the heavyweight division? He's gonna maul everyone in the heavyweight yeah. division. Everyone. I mean, look at DC. DC went to heavy heavyweight division, and he he started like winning. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and a John good comparison. Jones, John Jones mm-hmm. played with him like mm-hmm. three times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. John Jones is gonna maul everyone in the heavyweight mm-hmm. division. I don't think anyone can win against John Jones. Speaking of DC, my favorite fighter is Max Holloway. Fucking <laughs> love that dude. I, I find it so funny when he calls out DC. Hey, you know, I don't know, people who are listening and they don't know about MMA, the person who's like the heavyweight champion, yeah. they call him the baddest man alive. Yeah. And then DC and Max, they call it, uh, they call like each other the daddest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> so Max Holloway is fucking great, dude. Yeah, yeah. His, his, his fight with Qatar. Yeah. <gasps> Oh my god, <laughs> bro! His boxing, his head movement. God, I was screaming, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I got. <laughs> I had people sleeping in the other room, and I screamed. They just woke up. They're like, yeah. "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I was like, "Ah, oh, you look at this shit." And they're like, "What?" I'm like, yeah. oh, "Fucking look." It was crazy. Yeah, I don't think I felt like that in a fight. I, I remember specifically, I was coming from somewhere, like a, a podcast, maybe a photo shoot, yeah. something, and then. I was on the bus and I suddenly realized, hey, it's the fight, it's the earlier because they're fighting Abu Dhabi or whatever. So I sat on the bus and started watching the fights and I was getting hyped up. Like, (laughs) and I was kind of, I think I screamed at one point as well because 
Max was fighting so hard, but then at the same time, Qatar was like landing some elbows and punches as well. Yeah, Qatar, that's the thing. A lot of people don't see Qatar's. Qatar was really good too, mm-hmm. but Max, Max outlawed him, man. <laughs> yeah. He, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, Jesus, he was a great fight. He set so many records in that fight. Yeah. Jesus. And just outside his, uh, uh, outside the octagon, he's such a super nice guy. He's like a good dad yeah. and such a happy. He's like a gamer. He wants to be a professional gamer in the future That's and everything. Nah, I like him. I like him a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. What I do you like think him. about this um, idea of no sparring and going to the fight? Works for some people. Mm-hmm. Works for some people, definitely. I don't, I don't spar a lot mm-hmm. before my fights because it's, it's just high risk of injuries um and it works for me i i spar usually i spar like three weeks before my fights to max two weeks before my fights and that's that's it i do one sparring session is two weeks before my fight and that's it if i after that if i want to spar then we do tight sparring mm-hmm. like high tempo but we don't go hard we just yeah, touch yeah, each yeah. other just to see okay the head movement is mm-hmm. working good mm-hmm. But the last, 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 I don't know, man. Cause I feel like if you just go hard sparring all the time, it's just going to injure you. Mm. You have to spar, so of course. I mean, it's just, it's the specific thing that you have to do. You're going to be good at fighting, you have to fight. That's it. So you have to spar, but I don't think before, before the fight. Because, mm. like, fighting is going to be with you. Yeah, you yeah. just got to train your speed, your reactions, mm-hmm. your muscles, cardio your and cardio, and the rest is gonna be with you. It's not like in two weeks you're gonna be a like a better or a worse fighter than you were two weeks ago. When you're preparing for a fight, what's the one thing that you more focus on? Like, is it striking? Is it your cardio? What's the difficult thing or something uh, you focus more on? Right now, Right now, we're working uh, a lot on my uh, striking just to make my punches stronger because I injure people. I hurt people a lot. I finish people, but I don't knock people out. Mm-hmm. And, and that's because I haven't found my knockout power. So that's what we're working on. And you, I'm telling you, like I have never punched so hard in my life. <laughs> right now, I'm a hard puncher. Yeah. And I'm gonna knock my next opponent out. I'm Hopefully. sure. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. for sure, because I, I found my power. Now mm-hmm. I drop people with body shots and mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, but one thing I found out not so long ago that I have a, I have a very mild asthma. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know that. So we used to work on my conditioning a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And it would always be at a level that we'd want it to be higher up at. Like, but then we realized we have asthma. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we're working even more on the conditioning. Do you think uh, it might affect you in some way in your training? Or do you just it find start- ways around it? It started affecting me mentally. Um, the first couple of weeks when I realized I have asthma, uh, when I go to training, I started like breathing heavy, yeah. getting like asthma attacks. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? You've never had this before. You're not ha- you don't have it now either. So uh, now now I don't I don't feel like I have asthma anymore. Now, okay, I can, okay. now I'm good. Mm, now I'm good. good. I don't even use my spray anymore. Mm. Um, so I, I had get, a spray, I, it was that yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It started from my nails. 
my nails looked uh, a little supernatural. They looked really thick. Oh, yeah? So read online that, uh, yeah, apparently it has something to do with your liver or lungs. So when I checked it, they were like, nothing's wrong with your liver. So when I checked my lungs, they were like, yeah, you have asthma. I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But it didn't affect me so much. The mm. first couple of weeks, yeah. Uh, like I would, I would like spar for a, for a round, and I sit down and be like, <gasps> and the, the first time in my life I had like an asthma attack, and after that day I was like, fuck this dude, and I bought this thing for uh, practicing my lungs. Now I'm good. No, it's good. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there was one fighter from the UFC roster right now you would like to fight, who would it be? I would like to fight because I like them so much, or I would like to fight because. I don't like them so much. Let's do both. <laughs> you, someone you like. You fight in the lightweight division. So yes. Someone from the lightweight division in this. That moment. I would like to fight. Yeah. Conor McGregor, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. obvious choice. Because it's just uh, <coughs> it's just a dream of mine to fight mm-hmm. him. Or GSP. Freaking mm-hmm. love that dude too. Mm-hmm. Someone I would like to fight because I want to beat them up just because of that. Who do we have? Jesus, lightweight, lightweight, lightweight. We have Poirier, Oliveira, Chandler. Oh. Uh, Ferguson, Booker. They're not really bad dudes in the Yeah, division. I love them. I love them. I love them. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, who, who do you think deserves the next uh, the belt? Who is next in line? Poirier definitely deserves it. Yes. He should have had it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Every every. Pre- press conference Dana is like yeah I'm, I'm having another meeting with Habib and I'll see if he comes back there's zero chance I think he's gonna come back I, th- I, I, I don't think so. I don't think he's gonna come back either but Khabib is a fight, fighter I wanna fight I don't like Khabib <laughs> <laughs> it's not because he's like a bad person Brother, what are you talking about <laughs> no it's not that it's just I don't know, man. I feel I feel like Khabib changed a little too. His personality changed. Mm-hmm. He said he's never gonna change at all, but I feel like he changed. Like look at his first fight. He never trash talked people and said, yeah. but now at the end he started trash talking people, like throwing around stuff, getting mm-hmm. angry. And I I just I just don't like him because he makes fights boring. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I I understand that you're good at your thing, but. It's boring. Mission failed successfully. <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 it's, it's like... Also, he fought a lot of fighters who don't have a ra- really good grappling. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Didn't, they didn't pair him up with people who have good grappling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have Dos Anjos. You had uh, Tony Ferguson. Tony mm. Ferguson's like... I feel like he's at the end of his career because mm. um, he's just lost it after... Yeah, they should have made the Khabib-Ferguson fight way ag- long fi- ago. Yeah. Th- what, what? They got cancelled, like, what? Four times? Five, five times? times? <laughs> yeah. And because uh, I, I, I really feel like he would have a problem against people who have good... Like, Oliveira. I, I really yeah. I really f- think yeah. Oliveira has the tools to beat Khabib. Yeah. Did you um, watch the armbar that he did on Tony Ferguson? <laughs> I was screaming did you, internally. Did you see everything he did to Tony Ferguson? <laughs> exactly. exactly. You, bro, he had Tony Ferguson upside down, almost teabagging him, yeah. and just sat there, and Tony was like, okay, yeah. what am I going to do? <laughs> this dude played with him. Olivier is good. Mm. I, uh, I, I could beat him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I, I, I could beat him in the mm-hmm. future. But I I wanna I wanna fight Khabib just 
because I'm a good grappler. Mm. <laughs> that's, no, I, that's my only reason. I, 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 I train with beers then. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't, I don't really dislike anyone in that division mm. though. That's the thing. So which fighter do you dislike if there's in any division? In any division, what fighter do I dislike? Fucking the little short little what is his name Henry Cejudo uh. fuck that dude he's I don't I don't like him because he changed a lot uh-huh. he used to be really humble in the beginning and then at the end when he became triple champ yeah yeah yeah, yeah. fuck uh. that dude man I would I wouldn't even wipe my ass with his face <laughs> fuck dude I what are your him. opinions on the the whole celebrity boxing MMA thing like Ben Askren is fighting Logan Paul Mayweather is fighting Jake whatever see it's a it's a good thing and it's a shitty thing. Mm. It's a shitty thing. It's a good thing because <coughs> it's getting more people interested into uh, MMA because yeah. a lot of people watch boxing. And boxing is really big in the US and mm. in the whole world, mm. really. But now there are more eyes on the MMA because of boxing. But MMA was already super famous anyway because of UFC, Bel- yeah. Bellator, like mm. all, all these other... But... I think it's really fucking shitty because these fucking influencers, I know I know for a fact I would beat the living yeah. shit out of <laughs> Jake and his brother, like yeah. both of them. Yeah. I would kill them both at the same time. They could fight me at the same time. <laughs> I would murder them. And they're they putting them and giving them fucking fights that they're getting paid millions for. Yeah, yeah. And people like me, I'm not. I'm not even gonna point at myself. People who are at a bit higher level at me, of me, and they're not getting any attention. People yeah, in the yeah. fucking UFC, mm-hmm. they're getting paid what, like, fifty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars a fight. Fuck it, half a million dollar a fight. And these guys getting like five, six mils mm-hmm. for a fucking fight. Like, come on. Yeah. Just because they have followers on YouTube, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. I mean, sure, they can, they, they're showing, uh, gamers could be fighters too, but at least fucking fight for a couple of years yeah. and then go to the scene. Yeah. This is disrespectful to a lot of fucking fighters, upcoming fighters. Mm. It's really disrespectful. Yeah. They have to go through uh, amateur fights or whatever, even if it's on a professional level, give them low ranking people, not just the straight champion on like the championship fight and yeah, like, the one. Let I I would I would be fine with it if they went through the fighting periods. Like yeah. if you went first amateur, had two fights there, mm. then you come to um, lower part of pro, have two fights, then you just build up your ladder from there. Because mm-hmm. I know people in amateur right now that could fucking kill them. Yeah, <laughs> and they're and they're, they're they're giving them basketball players to fight. Yeah, yeah. So they don't use balls in, in boxing mm. if they don't know. <laughs> so annoying. Mm. I guess so. That was a good topic, man. You got, <laughs> you got me all triggered. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Shit. Okay, let's bring him back to MMA. Yeah. And different fighters have different things that drive them. Like Khabib ha- had to make his father proud. So Max is fighting for his kid. And uh, people have different things that drive them to keep moving forward. Yeah. What's that? Thing that drives you my future my future helping my family that's that's pretty much it i just i just want to have a good future and um, my goals i mean one one thing one thing i really enjoyed listening to and really took a part of like for my fight uh, for my life in general i use it is uh what's his name you know 
Did you see Matthew McConaughey's speech at this uh, at the Academy Awards a couple of years so. ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that my hero is me in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I never catch him. Mm-hmm. So I really took that for myself. And I see that. I see myself right now in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'm the world champion. I have this. I have that. I have my house. I have my kids, whatever. And I see that. I see that so clear. Mm-hmm. I, I've dreamt about it a couple of times, you know. I've dreamt about it, and it's it's so clear for me that I'm gonna get there, no matter how. I will get there in ten years, and when I'm there, I'm just gonna see myself in ten years from then. Mm-hmm. That I have this, I have this. This is done. My kids are going to college. My kids are mm-hmm. doing this, and that really that really drives me forward because I mm-hmm. I really do believe everybody lives their own future. I've said it like eight times in this podcast because I really do believe it. So I want my future to be good, and I'm gonna make that happen. So you visualize your future really well. Like you already know how the movie is gonna end. You're just watching it just to go through exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You are. It's like you know the office. I haven't seen. Oh, you should! It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I saw dude. the first episode. Didn't like it. I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> Give it a couple of episodes. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. I I didn't like it the first time I watched it, because it's so cringe in the yeah. beginning. <laughs> it's so cringe. But yeah. trust me. Yeah, okay. Trust me. If you watch it, you will not regret it. I've watched The Office thirty thousand times probably. <laughs> I I watch it. It ends. I wa- but starts watching it. I yeah. start watching it. The American and, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my life is just basically like that for me. Mm-hmm. I already know what's happening, mm-hmm. but I, I'm going through the details now. I watch The Office and I'm looking at their emotions in their face, mm-hmm. and see what kind of how good of an actor they are. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's how my life is right now. I know exactly what's gonna happen, and I'm just making shit happen. Making okay. shit happen, going through the details, fixing this, fixing that, putting some sprinkles on that, some magic fairy dust over mm-hmm. there, you know. Now that's a really good lesson. I think I'm gonna use that as well because I'm very anxious about my future, and I'm mostly, you know, how you said you're always thinking ahead. I'm mostly thinking backwards. Oh, all this shit happened to me, and blah blah blah. How am I gonna move forward? But that's a good, really good lesson that you taught me because because when I look look at myself for 10 years ago around when I m- came to Sweden I couldn't speak Swedish I couldn't speak English I, I didn't have anything for myself and <laughs> I was basically a nobody you know mm-hmm. what I mean and now I speak Swedish I speak English I I have my companies I have this that it's crazy crazy how shit's turning out so talking about company you just started your own fitness program yes sir talk about that um, Amma Fitness, it's called. It's me and my partner, Amir Malikpur. So Amma is Amir Malikpur Mu'in Ahmadi. Okay. So that's our name together, fitness. And what we basically do is um, it's a company for personal training. So people book us for personal training or we have this circuit trainings. And we do both for martial arts and for just gymming, just mm-hmm. lifestyle. And um, that's basically what we do. We want to make people uh, come into their like healthy lifestyle and get the best version of themselves out. And we do it with like a martial art kind of niche, you mm-hmm. know, instead of going to the gym and do curls yeah, and yeah. this boring stuff. <laughs> we add some martial arts training, like trainings that I would do mm-hmm. to prepare myself for my fights. Mm-hmm. We would add that okay. to your training, so Making it's kind of it's kind of fun for you mm-hmm. to do, but it's a really yeah, good training. More dynamic. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. 
Exactly. Cool. So that's that's the thing with Ireland. It's going really good. It's like I said, first month into the business, it's going great, mm-hmm. great. But I'm not. I, I'm working twenty four seven. Before I came here, I, I had three sessions. I woke mm-hmm. up six a.m. today, took a shower, had some breakfast. Went. I hold a circus, a circuit uh, training for some people, and then after that, I had. Um, I had a client. After that client, I had a couple of kids I was mm-hmm. training, and that's what I'm doing. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm having little sleep, but it's for the better. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. When you're doing something that you love while you're awake, why would you want to go to sleep? Yeah, man, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> so, I'm how can people reach you? Do you have a website or just Instagram? Um, no website right now. We're going with with we we're going with the grams right now. So mm-hmm. Instagram. Okay. You either reach me at Slim Boy Mo on Insta or uh, I'm a fitness. Yep, I'll attach those in the links below. That's yeah. king. That's king. Thanks for coming today. It Thank you for having really me. Well, this yeah. was great, man. <laughs> yeah, this was, this really was great. great. Thank you. You should have done this a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> I wasn't confident enough. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening. Peace be upon you all. Bye-bye.